Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the weekly follow-up podcast for East Lake Tri Cities Church. My name is Brent. With me, as always, is Margot, and we are just entering into the fun end of summer, first time of fall season. Margot, you had a chance. We had a, we're coming off of a, a Monday holiday, so we're recording this on a Tuesday, which is a little bit different for us. Um, and you had a chance to go finally go see Mount Rainier. The smoke is cleared. I was gonna say the joke is, is that I've I've been You've been around it several times. To the but, base, yeah, staring into the took white a little wall. drive yesterday and got a chance to go see the beauty that is. I don't know what you think. What was the uh, overall? It was great. Uh, it still was being very fickle. Like I mean, not a cloud in the sky the whole drive there, and then we drive up to the base. <laughs> so here's a great here's a great uh, behind the scenes moment. I'm filming like out the window part of this drive because it's beautiful. And like I could tell, like Matt, like does like a angry like inhale of breath, and I'm just like, was someone driving stupid? Like, what made him mad? And so like I hear out of the corner of his mouth, like his lips are pursed, being like, "Are you done recording?" So I hit stop, and he goes, <laughs> he just starts swearing, and blankety I was like, blankety blank, yeah, blankety blankety blank. I'm like, what? He's like, the mountain is right there. I swear it's right, and the clouds had moved. <laughs> Oh no! So he was so. Mad. Welcome to the West Side, where the clouds come from anywhere. He was, but it literally was like a nice little halo of clouds only around the, uh, the peak. And so, at some point, you must have got a good picture because I saw it. So we arrived there at like one. We like dilly dallied and did some little hikes and all this stuff. Uh, you know, got a souvenir at the gift shop, ate lunch, did another hike stalling we're like we're just waiting for the the weather to clear (laughs) and so finally we're like we're we're getting like bits and pieces of it but not like a whole shot of the mountain it's just not going to happen because every time you think the cloud is moving away another one comes out of nowhere and so we're driving back down the mountain and i look out the rear view window i was like oh there it is and he starts swearing again flipping the car around so we we pull over to the side of the road and we got a couple shots but uh, confession, lived here my whole life, never been to the base of Mount Rainier. It's or beautiful. not even the base, like the, whatever. The what park. You, or... Yeah, like you drive up to the, the trailhead, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, never have. I would love Worth to go it. someday. I probably should do that. And it's pretty kid-friendly. Like a lot of the like little, I say hikes with quotation marks, uh, are like paved paths. And Sweet. So, I mean, it's, it. it's very good if you have littles because, I mean, it's kind of manageable. And yeah, run up the hill four times. Can I tell you what I'm looking forward to is uh, October 2nd, we take off, Kyla and I take off for Hawaii. One, no kids. Two, hikes in Maui. Uh, we're just so excited. We've been exploring. We, we, don't, uh, we don't like TripAdvisor restaurants. Uh, we don't really TripAdvisor uh, beaches, but we do TripAdvisor hikes. And uh, so we're, we're super, super pumped. We wake up, try and wake up early. Go get one in. We're going with a, another friend, who, um, another couple who go with us, and uh, they're not like outdoor hikers. And so our goal is go, get back before they wake up, and then not like miss a beat. So, anyways, that's what we're we're jamming towards. That pretty excited about it. That's getting, awesome. getting pumped up. Yep. So uh, great. We had a little uh, small group barbecue last night, uh, just to kind of end. It felt weird. It was on the back patio, and it's like, no, this is definitely summer ending because. Then when the barbecue started, you're like, I'm finding a t-shirt. And by the end of the barbecue, you're like, I should have brought a sweatshirt. <laughs> so it's getting to that time. It's getting to that season. And actually, I'm looking forward to fall. It's pretty great. I We had our first week of school, and we have several teachers in our small group. And one of them works for the Pasco School District, not a teacher, but works as kind of like the safety 
advisor coordinator Aubrey. She sings on the band as well, and she's on our leadership team at the, at the church. And she the listens board. to this podcast. And she does. She's a regular listener. And so I asked her, "How was your first week? Uh, you know, back with all all the kids now. Like she's she's the one who, when a kid breaks her arm on the playground, she's the one that gets the phone call and has to work with whatever, right? So I said, "How'd the first week of state of stuff go?" She goes, "Good, not too bad. We only had a couple people. Uh, we had like four or five claims this week, or four or five write ups. Uh, most of them were people just being stupid on stairs, like and I and I was like falling downstairs. And she's like, "Yeah, mostly, uh, but we did have one people going upstairs." So my question to you, Margo, have you ever hurt yourself going upstairs? Oh yeah, like tripping. Okay, oh yeah. Tri- I get it, man. I, no question. I have definitely tripped on my way going upstairs and you hit your shin and you want to yell out cuff backwards, right? And but you don't. And what happens at that point, though, is I look around to see if anybody is noticing and then I move on with my life. At no point, at no point would I ever be like, I should probably write out an incident report. Like my shin hurts. You can my, get really hurt, though. I mean, if you hit your face when you go down, like, there's a lot of... Oh, I get it. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think that that happened. I just, I wonder what it would take for me to write, going upstairs, I tripped and hurt myself, and and now I just... Just teachers, or... Yes. Well, I think so, yeah. Maybe they want some, <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> some paid time off. I like, don't know. There's just a few things in life where... I don't know that I want people to know what happened. Like I always think about that when I golf too, right? Here's the here's the analogy when I golf. Uh, if you get a hole in one, um, typically they like some of the um, some of the golf courses, or they used to do it in the newspaper. They would post who got a hole in one at different golf courses, but then they would also include the club that you used to get your hole in one, which can be slightly embarrassing because I the I've I've witnessed uh, two hole in ones in my life. Uh, I got I got one, but it was pitching wedge. It was a par three course, but that's great. And then I, I witnessed my my best friend Ryan Snyder get a uh, a hole in one, but it was 140 yards, which should be about a pitching wedge, nine iron, eight iron, maybe. See, I don't know, so I'm just gonna nod. Okay, it. just nod. He didn't have that many clubs. Was not a very good golfer. The lucky he bladed the whole thing, but he used a four iron. A four iron should hit the ball about 180, 200 yards or so, which which basically means, like, what are you doing, A, using a four iron on a hole like that? And the fact that you got it in with one means that you're not good. Like, I told him in that moment, I'm like, you can't tell anybody that you got a hole in one with a four iron. Like, it just doesn't work. The first part of that sentence is good. The story doesn't play out, right? So, like, even, like, going up the stairs, if that happened to you, I, I just, I think I would... Shake it off, be like Brent, you're an idiot. Hopefully they don't have cameras and uh and you move on with life. But anyways, that's me. <laughs> I say that and we have really steep stairs coming up to this sound recording area yeah, too. And every every day I take my life in my own hands. <laughs> totally. That top step is about a half inch taller than the all the rest of the steps. And they're like uneven width. Like yeah. you've had to walk on your tiptoes to get of them. Yeah. It is if you ever come and are a guest podcaster on this podcast. Take your time on the steps. That's all I'm going to say. And that last one's a doozy. It is. <laughs> it is an insurance claim oh, waiting man. to happen. I'm just waiting for the cement to start crumbling. I just don't trust them at all. I know. That's the there's, truth of the matter. Like, there's like daylight in the cracks on the, oh, the sides. And that the is stairs. why you probably have never been upstairs. We're trying to yes. limit our liability. Yeah, we lock that door on Sundays every Sunday. Every <laughs> Sunday, for sure. But uh, good stuff. Fun stuff. Hey, uh, so we... Uh, did like a standalone message on Sunday, which was kind of a uh, an odd 
uh, thing for us. But we just finished a, a four-week series. It was it was really fun. And I, honestly, I mentioned it, I think, in second service. I think I was supposed to, I had planned to go five weeks with that thing, and I just ran out of material. I was just like, I got to get out of steam. I got to get done with this thing. I uh, it's uh, it's a lot of work for me. So, uh, and then in the process of it, knew that we wanted to do the social justice series. Had a whole different series lined up, which we'll do at some point, probably towards Easter now. Um, and now we're gonna do a series on social justice. And this like middle standalone message, I I think was a really good indi- uh, like perfectly positioned to talk about how. The, the the takeaways from our secular world or our understanding of a secular world uh, shapes our strategy for reaching the people that we're trying to reach, which is people who are kind of outside the typical church model. And um, so we're moving on to social justice stuff. Margot is going to be partnering with me. I got an opportunity of a lifetime that I just cannot turn down. I am going to the Seahawks season opener at Mile High Stadium uh, on Sunday. I literally fly out Sunday morning. Go to the game, fly back Doing Monday like morning. Doing like CPR training all Saturday. Yes, yeah, and I have a wedding that night. So CPR training all day. Uh, so like the office classic, cut the face off. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes of all time. Did you see that I made that the group Oh, photo? absolutely. I saw that. Okay. It was fantastic. Uh, and then uh, I go from the I go from CPR training, I, and the wedding is at 4.30. I think we get over at 3.30. I'm literally going to be probably changing in the car. Uh, and then I'm going to pack my bags and I'm driving to Spokane, I fly out of Spokane, uh, staying up with our friend, Eric. Um, uh, he already knows this, but, uh, crashing at his, his place and, uh, then flying out Saturday, Sunday morning. So anyways, all that to say, Margo's speaking on Sunday, which is, which is super exciting and kicking off some social justice stuff. And then, uh, flipping tables is the name of the series. And then I'll which be Which can I just say, I don't know if like, Chris listens to this like word for word or if he's just like, I, yeah. He guarantee he doesn't. Go ahead. <laughs> I gotta say the the image that he picked looks like a weird horror movie trailer. It, it looks does. like a Hulu movie backwoods. Does, yes. I was like, what? What does this have to do with anything? So I told him because he was asking me like, what do you want me to do? Like a table or or what? And I said, I don't know. I, I said you could do some sort of outdoor setting, super general. It doesn't matter. I said one of the verses that I'm gonna use is uh, when I get up to talk is the passage in Isaiah and and both and and Amos that talks about how um, we're craving a time when justice flows uh, like a river down to the, the the nation. So, anyways, so it was like it turned into like this waterfall, but it does look like a it, not just a waterfall. It looks this like is like a backwoods creepy waterfall. Like there should be some moonshine. Yeah, being this is on the next shack. Yeah, there's there's a guy who lives underneath the waterfall, and even like the font and the color of it, it's like that Scorsese red. You're just like, what is this? Yeah, this is near Castle Rock. This is uh, oh. they find another kid. In under living under the waterfall. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, oh so if you think it's a, a series on horror movies, it's not. It's on social justice. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So, but let's talk about this Sunday for a little bit. So, I talked. I wanted to talk about um. Uh. The the, the premise or the thing that kicked it all off was what makes us weird as a church. What makes us kind of unique. Portland has always like figured this thing out in terms of branding, right? Keep Portland weird. And even if you ask, like, what do you think? You've been to Portland, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think makes Portland weird? What what is it? What is it that they're uniquely weird at, and they just embraced it and they're fine with it? Um, I think that, like, just from my like two hours on Hawthorne Street, right? Hawthorne Street. Yeah. Um, like I love that they they celebrate uniqueness and that no one like no one fits a mold, which in a sense is its own mold. Right. Like, uh, people I feel like are have a freedom of expression that you don't see in America at least a lot. 
Um, it's like all those weird artsy kids from high school like got together and formed a city and they yeah. just all migrated there. Uh, I don't know. I love it. Like even if I and then they gave up showers, <laughs> possibly. And or they're shaving. like, we're just we're not going to shave. We're not going to shower, and that's going to be unique to us. But like, <laughs> I can celebrate you finding your tribe and owning it. Like people, yeah. when you're mentioning it, like a good thing. I'm like, I know there's people in the audience that are like freaking hate Portland and they're so totally. weird and all these hippies. And I'm like. What's great about Portland is that um, they know themselves and they're okay with that and they're okay to sit in that and they're okay to protect that, which I think is a great thing. Yeah. So. Have you been to Austin before? No, I have not. Okay. Because they, Texas. I don't know who did it first, but they, they copy Big each debate, other. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, and, and we didn't even know, like we went to Austin, Kylie and I went to Austin because uh, we went to go visit. She, she follows a podcast, the um, Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, and they were doing a live podcast recording. And it was like a cool. That was right at the beginning, and 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 so we just made a cool kind of getaway uh, thing about it. Anyways, um, I'd never been there before. She took me to the taco spot that, that says like "I love you" on the side of the building, right? Which is like classic. And we went down uh, Con- South Congress Street, which is their, like their big. That's the the Hawthorne Street of there. And then we went. Uh, down gosh what street is it it's it's down down by where they host south by southwest and we saw voodoo donuts and i was like wait a second voodoo donuts i i I didn't know that they had a second location so voodoo's in both the those are the two spots that they're at so obviously they're like this major connection there and uh a wink and a smile and a handshake going on yeah absolutely and and uh last time you were in portland you you mentioned that voodoo isn't even isn't even the business star is where it's at right so there you go so but yeah i'd say uh like austin to me is hits me more as like a foodie music city and portland to me is more of like an artsy sub subculture thing like I, to me like they're both definitely unique but i don't know if they're necessarily sure lots of good food in austin i will vouch for that we ate fantastic there all right, so we want to talk about what makes us unique as a church. What is, are we, we what got are a kegerator in the lobby. I mean, it's an arcade weird. cabinet. Pretty weird. Pretty unique. Everyone's like, "What? What's in this? What's on? What's on tap?" <laughs> they don't even know, and it's like that, like weird bombshell green. You know, it looks like a, a an, an ammo case, but it's a fridge. You know what I mean? It's like weird in that way. Um, th- but that's that's a small thing. I mean, that's that is unique to us, I think, but. Uh, that's not what we want to be known for. Um, <laughs> and so my, my question to you, and I told you I was going to ask you this before we pushed record on this, but what what makes Margot, what is unapologetically weird about Margot? Or, or if you want to do you and Matt as a married couple, you've been married a year now, so you could go down that road if you want. But I feel like let's just do you. Because I remember um, like Facebook stalking you uh, two, almost two years ago now, and uh, trying to figure out who is this person who applied for this job. Trying to get a pulse on Tra- it. Try, yeah, you know, like, we were, like, going to fly you out from Pittsburgh, all this kind of stuff. Like, it was very much a, who, what are we getting into <laughs> if, if we sign up? And you are definitely different, and we like that about you. And I would love to hear what you think it is. Yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm I'm just talking and stalling to give you time to think about it. Yeah. Um I mean, I do I will admit that I do take small amounts of joy when I build up a relationship with people in the community, just, you know, from coffee shops or whatever, and then they find out I'm a pastor and they're surprised about it. And if you only listen to this podcast and don't know me, 
I, maybe I'm going to make some leaps and assumptions here, but apart from the fact that I'm a female, I feel like half of it is I have, you know, a lot of neo-traditional and traditional tattoos. I have a septum piercing. I wear like Amish hats. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I yeah. think like when I have clean laundry, I don't dress in maybe like very catalog type clothes. Um, when I have clean laundry, have, you know, that's it's like it's a great that. caveat. Matt hates washing his clothes with mine. Like he just he doesn't like sorting through the dryer afterwards. Poor him. Yeah. So it's like it's always a big fight. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, but like, despite that, that's kind of like a newer thing. Like people didn't don't didn't have ta- especially females didn't have tattoos and facial piercings and whatever. Um. I think I'm like I'd like to think I'm an old soul. Like my favorite music is jazz, like Chet Baker, yeah, and stuff like that. No, that's that's it. I felt like when we were stalking you from afar, old soul, unique, folksy, like you said, like the big hats. I love travel and adventure and tons of those drawing things. and Dra- photography. So much drawing. You used to uh, you used to draw like this. You you would draw like guy figures too. Guy faces are easier. And, and that might have been it. And I didn't know if it was like uh, the, I'm ho- I'm cre- I'm creating this image this of this guy man. that I no, want to meet. Not at all. Okay, here's the real facts. Everyone's yeah. like, you always try. Like, do you love guys with beards? I'm like, yeah, I do. The real fact is, jaws are really hard for me oh, for some for reason. Sure. Hide behind a beard. And when someone has a beard, I'm like, I don't gotta worry about it. <laughs> so, dude. So. Uh, and also, they have shorter hairs. So you don't have to like work on the hair as much. That's totally the it's la- laziness. The last couple of weekends uh, on Sunday mornings, Sam McPeak has been carrying Clive around, and I think he really likes Clive. I was telling Kylie the other day. I think he's like, I don't, I don't know if it's because they're he's ready for baby number three, and this is the fix. I'm not sure, so I don't know if you're listening, Sam, or not. But uh, this guy named Sam, and he's got a beard, and it's so funny to watch Clive rest in his arms. He'll be looking around in one direction, and then I'll have one hand just kind of like going through Sam's beard, <laughs> true, like, it like feeling. Oh, totally! Oh my gosh, it's so funny to watch because obviously his dad, my, you know me, uh, d- doesn't have any of that facial hair going on, so he's uh, <laughs> he's just getting his fix over there. And he's not pulling. I, I was afraid that he'd be like yanking because he just grabs everything right now, but he's not. He's like he's like combing it out for. <laughs> Luffing it up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's so funny. And Sam's like, man, it looks like you need to, uh, looks like you need to get a beard. I said, looks like you need to get a kid. (laughs) Touche. Let's move on. I think, like, yeah, old soul, like adventure. I don't know. Like, you, I hate to describe myself because I may think I'm one thing and no one else picks up on that. But if you say old soul, then that makes me feel a little happy because I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, unapologetically weird for me. Um, I take a book with me uh, pretty much everywhere that I go because if I get any um, uh, any amount of dead time, I a physical book. A physical. So this oh, is un- yeah. see, this is what makes it unnecessary. It's one thing to like, oh, I'm, I'm I have something to phone. read. Yeah, but to have no. a physical book everywhere I go, and you don't have a purse. So as a nope. man, that means you like it's out carrying it. Yeah, and I I used to be a little self more self conscious about it than I than I was or. Uh, than I am now. Uh, I used to like, you know, I don't know, leave it in the car. Take the jacket off, the book jacket. Don't want to know what I'm reading. Uh, yeah, I guess sometimes. Don't, I don't care about that. Um, but uh, yeah, if I, even if we're like going to Costco, I'm like, well, there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance she's going to say, I just need to run into Target real quick. And do you want to come in? And my answer is no, I'll stay out in the car 
and read, of course. So I just don't want to waste that time. And I know here's the deal. Like my personality, I'm, I'm not going to waste that time. Well, no, excuse me. If I have, I don't want to go into the target. So I will stay out on my phone, which is not a productive use of my time. So in, my, in a sense, I can be, it's like this weird, like I just want to be Make the most productive of your time. and not like just be you know, throwing my time away on Facebook. Clickbait. So. Um, but I, I think that that's weird for me because I don't see anybody else doing it. And I know that. And I think I'm okay with it. I don't know. I don't know what I feel. Um, so we said, uh, I think what keeps us weird and what we have embraced over the past uh, seven years since we started this church was uh, this obsession with being a the best stinking option for unchurched people in the Tri-Cities. And that then shapes, you know, causes to ask ourselves, well, what makes us then attractive to those people? What are those kind of people looking for? And some of our attempts uh, in, over the past few years and how the evolution of that strategy and then how that now strategy is evolving into what we are, are going towards uh, with this idea of being geared towards appealing to people's desire to uh, engage in the expressive individualism of but, you know, this looks good on me to be generous with my time, to be generous, to, to be doing things for other people. Like, that's sexy, if you will, or whatever. Uh, and so how do we capitalize on it and play? And and I was thinking um, the other day on it, uh, uh, or actually, I think it was this this morning, I was thinking about how this this last series talked about how we just, we are in an age of individual, expressive individualism. But that's not to say that vanity and ego has never, has like, this is like a unique thing that we're getting into. Vanity and ego has been a problem forever. I mean, uh, you read novels from anybody and they, there will be characters in the story who uh, are obsessed with vanity and ego. Uh, Anna Karenina from Leo Tolstoy, right? He's, that's like the, that's like the center of it. Um, however, it feels different because it's now just part and parcel of just existence i think now like even it was so obvious the narcissism and now it feels like you do have to play in it a little bit i think you know, or the invitation is out there or the obsession with it is just uh i, I can't write it off completely I'm, I'm, you have to spend more time on your image nowadays because like point in like case in point, like when you're job hunting, you're going to Facebook stock. <laughs> and so yes. I am going to, yeah. or like when we're picking volunteers for our children's areas, you know. Oh, I, dude, when, whenever we get a card in the, that comes through the, uh, like the, and I, the and I'm sorry the, if that whatever's. ruffles listeners feathers, but at the same time you would want us to do that with your kids, teachers as well. Like uh, not even just our volunteers. I'm just saying anytime there's a comment from anybody, what is our first go to? Well, we first check to see if they're in our people, which is like our uh, software, but then we immediately go to Facebook stock and be like, hey, do we know this person? Who is this? You know, what are they, what does well, it look like? Well, it's hard without a face and a, to connect yeah, something. Right. So that may tell me more information like, Oh yes, I remember this lady. She, right. But, uh, I think, we the balance of narcissism has become more precarious for that reason is like we're all there's an expectation for us to be involved in social media in some way shape or form which then uh we know that we have we are then cultivating something on with when we use social media like every article i repost every video i like or share is supposed to tie back to how i want to represent myself 
Um, so I think the balance is just a, definitely more precarious than it's ever been. So when you were working for Salvation Army, because you worked there with them for how many years? I can't remember. Too many. Too many. <laughs> okay. Anyways, you not only uh, like perform stuff, but you managed volunteers, right? People would come and want to donate their time and their and their services yeah. to them. Um, and I got to see this firsthand because we did our volunteer event this last weekend with Second Harvest, and the 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 volunteers who were leading the volunteers knew how important it was to showcase uh, the effort of the vo- of the people who had given their time, right? So we're going to celebrate with how many pounds you did, which translates to how many meals you did, which gets put on a big giant check, and we're going to take a picture, and we're going to post it on Facebook. So you, like, cater to it. Did you have to do that? Did you yeah. do that as a, as a, as a leader somehow? Yeah, I mean, like, one of the things that – people most often volunteer for Salvation Army is to ring the bell at the red kettle during Christmas time. Right. And they like, they're handing you the kettle. Like how much should I make? And I'm like, I literally have not opened this yet. <laughs> like I don't, I can't <laughs> right. tell you. Uh, we use it sometimes to our just, advantage. Just wait in your hand. Tell me, did I beat her? Did, did I? <laughs> Cause you know, for instance, Walmart has two doors to it. Yeah. So sometimes we'll do like rotary versus Kiwanis. So you'll put like one on one door and one on the other. So like you try, you try to leverage that, that competitive, that sure. feel good feeling, chasing the magic. Um, and that's like a big thing too is uh, you may need volunteers in a lot of areas. Like, you know, I may need someone to go and clean out this back closet. Like that would be super helpful to me. But at the same time, you need to make sure that whatever they're doing is something that they can feel validated and seen. And so like that's the challenge, right, is connecting people to opportunities where they can feel good about it and sometimes yeah. that's the things that you need the most help with are not things that people are, are gonna totally aren't as sexy as think about say. think about missions trips when when uh when i remember everyone painting walls <laughs> everybody doing something that looks good for the pictures so that you can take the pictures home and show people like thanks for supporting me here's what we were able to do and I it's think very like, visible the joke about missionaries just painting everything <laughs> Uh, is so true though because if you think about it when you paint a wall you can do that in a day you yeah. can see the visible before and after Very it visible. doesn't take a high level of skill point to totally. paint a wall yeah it's one of those we do this because we feel like oh look at this progress i've made uh-huh. and really that wall has been painted by every mission trip that's come every other week uh-huh. yeah uh so i say all that to say as a uh, leader, as a if this was a podcast for leaders of volunteer organizations, I would say I get it. Like I understand that you need to you need do to that. celebrate the win, right? And it's probably a good strategy. As a person who is trying to make volunteering and wearing love and giving ourselves away a just a pattern of my lifestyle, I would hope that I would mature to the point that that's not necessary for me. You know but, that, I mean? but that's like more than step one. That's the challenging thing because we've had, um, speaking a little candidly, we've had volunteer opportunities that we've tried to connect East Lakers to. And the tr- the trouble is if if you get people that are willing to give their time and they don't feel like their time was well utilized, they're less likely to volunteer again. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's once you get people in the door and get them doing, you know, maybe some things that aren't the most helpful use of that hour or two hours doing things that are kind of midway, but they can feel good about Uh, once they get into the habit of doing that, I think it's then easier to transition them to like, this is where the real need is. And they're at that point they're bought in because they're, 
they're able to see like it's it's a little bit novel now like oh that feels good oh that feels good they're like okay well now that i've experienced that how how can i further help this organization on a deeper level and yeah. that's when you can sell the less glamorous volunteer that's opportunities I, mean, I i get it man i mean listen we are a nonprofit volunteer organization ourselves like we have i don't know 50 75 volunteers on a weekend service doing all different kinds of things like we're going to continue to be like hey we're going to take pictures of people volunteering or wouldn't it be cool to hold babies? You know what I mean? Like we're going to like, there are definitely things that are more public and more fun and we're going to try and glamorize it as much as we can. We're going to continue to do that and play to it. I'm just saying from a personal, personal standpoint, I, I, I think that, uh, that then you can get to the spot where you're like, I get that. I, I don't need that. I don't need to show people that I was last Wednesday night at Volunteer. I can just do it and it's fine. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but- I think, uh, that's great. And if you're interested in volunteering on any of our events coming up, our next one, apart from helping us out on Sunday or getting connected with an organization in the community, our next one that East Lake is hosting specifically is our, we are packaging care kits, which are going to be given to women that are trying to uh, transition out of sex trafficking, human trafficking, or the sex industry in general. Um, in the Tri-Cities, too. In That's the Tri-Cities. It's a local thing. Yeah. Um, Mirror Ministries are over in Kennewick. Yes. We're not going to say their exact location because it is considered a safe house, and a lot of times these women are trying to get out of bad situations, and right. they need a safe place to to eat, to shower, to you know be strengthened up to make the decision to, to leave or to get the support system so they can leave. Uh, and so these care kits are going to go to these women that are, or men that are in um, very vulnerable situations to try to sh- let them know you may feel like you're alone in this and in the community, but here are some practical things that you need. And also just like, like we're putting cards in them and stuff like that. So yeah. you're not alone. The community's here for you. Even if we don't know your name, we know that you exist and we care about you and we want the best. What's for you. the like details on that? What's the uh, date? So it's going to be on a Wednesday night. Um, so it's, and I say like, it's, I'm not going to say an age limit on it, but we are having a speaker from Mirror Ministries come and just talk uh, briefly about the ministry. So I would say if you have younger children that want to help with packing, packing the bags, just be aware that there could be some conversation that it may, it may be over their head, but it could be upsetting just because we want people that are volunteering to also be educated on what's going on in the Tri-Cities. And then also that also plants the seed of, this was great. I feel good about this. What can I do to help this important cause going forward? And I'm sure she'll be sharing stuff like that. Uh, so if you want to be involved, it's a Wednesday night at the end of the month, September 26, right here in the lobby. Uh, I believe it's at 6 p.m. Uh, you can, if you go to our community marketplace page, you will see that I'm going to create a Facebook event as well. Uh, that's not for East Lakers only. As many people as you want to bring is great. Uh, but we also ask if you could, if you could consider also bringing stuff for the bags, um, be it uh, there's a list on the group's page of things that we need, you know, like individually packaged tissues or colored pencils or, you know, shampoos and stuff like that. Um, so that would be super helpful because we just want to essentially bless these ladies. And the preference would be bring those anytime between now and that night, yes. because if we don't have those products then we're probably going to go out and buy them. And so bringing them that night, unless you tell us ahead of time, Hey, I'm bringing them and I'm coming, whatever. Yes. then we're probably going to go buy it. And I've already so. had some awesome people that are like, I love couponing. I'm on it that have um, stepped up and already given us some stuff. Awesome. So uh, we're going to remind me, <laughs> we're going to put a box in the lobby too on Sunday for people um, to drop stuff off that they want to donate so awesome 
Very cool. I love it. Uh, let's jump to our say something interesting, things that we have found interesting uh, in the last little bit. Um, I will go first and then uh, allow you. I know you are worried about finding something. Struggle's real, guys. <laughs> you guys are supposed to give me help here. So I don't know if you know this, but football kicks off on Thursday. Margo. Oh, great. Oh, boy. Here we go. Football kickoff night is Thursday and then all weekend long. And so Saturday, college football and Sunday, uh, like, big guy football you know nfl uh and then monday night two games on monday night it's crazy so much fun so great uh no you're not interested in in nfl like league fantasy football league but uh i I think i mentioned this a couple weeks ago i'm just re-highlighting it because it has to be done by thursday we have an nfl pick'em challenge east lake pick'em challenge all you have to do is pick the winners um so like literally uh the eagles are playing the falcons on thursday who's gonna win uh, that's all you got to do. And then and just go down the list. So if you go to eastlaketricities.com slash fantasy, fantasy, uh, it has nothing to do with like the Bachelor uh, fantasy suite. It has everything to do with the NFL fantasy football pick'em challenge. So, uh, so click on that and come be a part of it, even if you know nothing about football. Um, that's the beauty of this thing. And it takes you about two seconds to do. And it's not like managing a team and waiver wires and all that kind of crap. It's just like go down the list. Um, so that's my challenge to you. Come, uh, come join us. And have a good time with that. That's that. Uh, it's not that interesting, but I I, I think it's going to be interesting. I've never done one of these like the whole pick them thing for the whole year, so we'll see how it goes. Margo, what's yours? All right, so I'm going to come off in a way that I don't want to come off. So I'm going <laughs> to navigate this as carefully as oh, I can. Oh boy! So you you reminded I'm me of it. The mute button. <laughs> so here in the beautiful Washington State, as well yeah. as Oregon, uh, marijuana is now legal. Yes, but because it's legal, it's also opened um, the market for thing for something called CBD initials cbd and i know i've talked to people also they, a website cbd.com christian book distributors yeah, i know i was thinking i'm like did they know back then <laughs> like that a, they would now be synonymous with oh, this dude. other thing okay great so i'm just gonna take some time to to throw this in and people can take oh, it or leave man. it and here we go so cbd is uh part of the hemp plant or it could be part of marijuana plant we should put some reggae music to the background of <laughs> no. this while you're doing this no uh and so it does not get you high or anything like Don't that worry. <laughs> be happy it doesn't show up in a test for like a pot test if you have to do a urine test for work or anything like that the benefits of cbd are things like uh, they say it helps with anxiety and inflammation yeah, I and bet it does. <laughs> some digestion some other things uh-huh. so you can find even at growler guys kombucha with cbd and stuff like that and i was because i am such a rule follower like i was terrified i was just like no i've never touched a drug i've never smoked a cigarette i have asthma right i don't (laughs) and we do pee tests every other week here of course (laughs) but still it's like it's this uh not like i'm not gonna argue about pot being good or bad but i just know for me and my personal choices loving watching you struggle with this (laughs) it's not this is like my favorite thing guys this is so great gosh keep going oh well it's not i know for me like i'm not saying how anyone should live their life but for me it's not a choice that like i want to make like yeah anyways so i was really hesitant about the cbd thing and all that jazz but uh when we were vacationing on the oregon coast matt's sister uh we went to a farmer's market and they had cbd uh, like a lotion for like pain for arthritis and all these things. And I will say that sucker works. <laughs> so I am, I'm kind of convinced and it makes me feel good. Cause I'm like, I'm not ingesting it. It's like a right. topical thing. Uh, and so my mom's coming up and she has a lot of, um, 
like joint pain and stuff like that. So I was telling her, but she lives in a state where it's not legal. So I looked it up. Like, what are the regulations? So this is for everyone to get out your pen and pencil. Oh, good. Yeah. You can. CBD is legal in all 50 states. Because uh, I'm like, if you find an airplane, it's federal. I'm like, what are the federal regulations? Yeah, right, it right. has to be derived from the hemp plant, not from like the straight up marijuana plant. Okay. And it has to be less than a 3% concentration of whatever you're using. So it is like people are realizing that you know, it's this is not a drug. It is yeah, a like a supplement. Yeah, what if you bought it for your mom but didn't follow those regulations? And then she went in the airport. <laughs> drug sniffing dog. Yeah, they went to in the airport and then like got thrown in jail. Like how bad would you feel about that? I'd feel awful. So that's yeah. why I did my research. Uh, but anyways, so we're having trouble because uh, we need to be able to take our cat in the car just because, you know, vet appointments and whatever if we want to take him anywhere. And and Matthew's cat is is the worst animal i've ever seen in a vehicle he f- he is a giant fat cat fluffy name's brando his name is brando like marlon brando yeah uh and he will flatten himself out like a pancake like a skydiver falling from the sky like limbs akimbo will flatten himself like squish himself in the back corner of the car and yowl like not <laughs> meow but like like oh, singing man. the song of his people non-stop like as soon as he gets another breath he is yowling again <laughs> So I, I'm one oh. of those people that love like all I would the- strap him to the hood. I think that's what happened. <laughs> I think I, I think we need some like noise canceling. He'd be headphones. nice and flat, so like the oh, whole air resistance gosh. would be fine. So I mean, he's a rescue cat. We don't know what his associations with vehicles sure. are. Like I, I kind of get it, but part of me is like, get over it, dude. Yeah. So uh, I was following some someone's Instagram where they rescued a feral cat, and feral cat rescues are really challenging because they're essentially wild animals. Like, you're never going to fully domesticate them. Like, at that point, it's almost like their DNA yeah, we know is, too much. is concrete. So she said that she, it's helped this her cat get more acclimated to living inside and being domestic. She gives him CBD oil drops, and I was like, this is for pets. <laughs> so I looked it up, and sure enough, especially dogs, they even have it in treat form. Uh, for separation anxiety and things like that. And we had a dog that had separation anxiety. So I wish this was the thing back then. So sure enough, I'm like, I am getting this. I will drug my cat. And maybe some unnecessary backstory. When I was flying with my cat, Barnabas, I paid $200 for two kitty Xanax pills. And they did nothing. They did nothing. And so my faith in traditional cat medicine (laughs) is gone. Plus, I don't want to spend 200 bucks. What on Amazon? get it on amazon it has like hundreds of reviews that are four stars or yeah. above and so i get it <laughs> it's like this was one of the reviews i came home found the cbd oil on the counter and now my cat's playing video games and brought taco yeah, bell from he Uber won't Eats. he won't leave the basement yeah. <laughs> lights are off he's playing rocket I'm league sure there's probably some funny funny reviews on there for sure but we gave it to him and we took him for a test drive and he was still definitely unhappy but he definitely seemed better so did he go to rainier with you no no we just drove dropped off my check at the landladies which Uh, is across town so but still his longest drive apart from getting him from the pet shelter and I think it really did work. Like he seemed, and I don't know if it's just because he gave up and resigned that this is his life for however long the car ride is. Yeah. But you know what? If it makes me feel like I'm doing something as a pet parent, I'm okay with it. So Good. CBD oil for pets, you can find it online. Uh, my caution is with cats, make sure it says it's safe for cats because dog dosing is completely different and they have a different system. So. Disclaimer. I love it. <laughs> I love it. We bought a, we bought a dog door uh, and installed it, like cut a cut. Uh, the wall of our house open like crazy big project deal 
Didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but uh, got it installed. But I, I ordered the medium one, and then Kylie said, no, we can get a small one. We have two small dogs. That small one, like Bar- like Brando would not fit through the small one. I promise you that. <laughs> R2 dash hounds barely do. Like squeeze the wiggle, wiggle their way through, right? <laughs> And uh, our oldest one is is blind. Purdy is. Which is I'm like, why are you gonna doctor? <laughs> totally, it's this like, was a wall. <laughs> like imagine like her thought process like there was a wall here. I swear there's a wall. There's always been a wall for ten years of my life. This has been a wall. It's so hard to get her. She still scratches at the door, and we have to like I have to like get down on my hands and knees because it's like underneath the desk and like shove her butt like through this door. <laughs> and it feels like every time she's always like, oh, 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 there's a door here. And like the other one just kind of like is, has figured it out, but she can see what's going on. But Purdy uses her nose to like feel everything. And so there's- You just need ha- to put like a dab of peanut butter on the door or something. It has a flap that comes down, right? But like you're supposed to just go through the flap. Well, I think she feels the flap and then just like- Nope. Says, oh, that's that can't be it, and then moves on. <laughs> so we started taping the flap up, and I don't know. Now you man. got rats inside. Oh, and... dude, yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous about it, but uh, it works for one dog, and the other one's... pet advice from Brent and Mark. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, that should be the name of this podcast: unnecessary pet advice. This is I hope you if you don't have any pets, you should have stopped listening about eight minutes ago. <laughs> is the bottom line for how this all works. Uh, all right, I think that'll probably do it. We need to end this. Well, yeah, let's let's get it out. Um. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, listening to Say Something Interesting. If you are around town this weekend, we'd love to have you be a part of week one of Flipping Tables. Margo's going to be bringing it, and uh, I will be sending pictures from Mile High Stadium, and it'll be great. It'll be awesome. Uh, have a great week, everybody, and uh, you can find us on the socials at Brent Johnson, and Margo is... On Instagram at Adventures and Caffeine. Follow her adventures. Follow my adventures. Uh, let us know what you found interesting. Maybe we'll highlight it at a future podcast. Have a great week, guys. See ya.